0: What's up people? My name is Ankit Dwal. Welcome to Mountwood studio show. Do you know how to run a design business successfully? No, I can teach you. Stay tuned because what's coming next can change your entire life. So today we are having Shantanu Gush on our show. He is the user researcher who worked at Lollipop studio, business development executive at Baiju's and a design engineer, a facilitator and an analyst. So this is great. I mean, wow, your journey might be someone's dream, what I can say. So, welcome, Shantanu, how are you? Hi, Ankit, I'm fine, and it's a pleasure to be here on your show. The pleasure is all mine, you know, you are looking great. Uh, You're having a very, very jolly face, smiling face, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Thank you. So, yeah, definitely I'll be uh, putting some questions on you and... uh, because our design community is eager to learn and there might be other people definitely. who can learn from your journey, uh, especially in this case, like the COVID case is going on and it's been a rough uh, time for everyone. So yeah, definitely. Uh, mm-hmm. so your insights will yeah. definitely help someone who is looking for answers mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. Mountwood Studio podcast community, uh, the design community, uh, I want your voice to be the medium of their solutions. Sure, we sure. be glad to help anybody in any way possible, especially mm-hmm. in this time of COVID and it's a good thing Mountwood Studio is coming up with, you know, an interactive session. Thanks. So I guess anybody who finds value through this, mm-hmm. it's great. Yeah, yeah. so uh, let me uh, go through a walk. Let's have a walkthrough of your journey, how you started and how you entered the design field what was your schooling background and what colleges you have opted for and then everything from the starting point yeah okay okay sure so ankit what happened is uh, i completed my as soon as i completed my school mm-hmm. and i uh, i was very eager to learn new technology all the time right? okay so new technology and way back i don't know how to say this way back in 94 1994 when I was probably one and a half years old my uncle he got a computer from Saudi Mm -hmm. right and it was this uh, 16-bit computer with uh, that had the A drive and the B drive as well right and it used to be such a huge computer and would take so much time to you know uh, boot it and then set it up and then start working on it i we changed the ram to uh, 32 bits later on and it was hassle but the new technology nobody else had it and when i would look at it i used to learn so much from it like how to use the paint how to connect to the internet through all those clunky modems and routers right and how to actually connect your telephone to it and like Technology and I could see that this was leading somewhere because every year we would learn like the the computer thing was set up in my school very later, very later stage, and uh, so we would see the evolution of computers, the evolution of video games, and so as soon as I uh, completed my school, I was pretty sure that technology I wanted to be one with technology, like. At least know how to be at the forefront of it all, right? Just be able to lay my hands on um, some new technology and some new tools and do something, create something with it. But then, uh, yeah. So I did my B Tech in um, IT. Okay, Everything so you are normal. An <laughs> yeah, I am also an engineer, just like okay. you. yeah and Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I completed my engineering, but then when I completed my engineering and I uh, moved on to my first uh, job, which was more of, you know, uh, software development and software implementation, customization, that is where I realized, okay, this is the same software, but it is being tailored to fit different business clients. Okay. And from, um, sorry to... Uh, cut in between. yeah yeah from yeah. yeah. yeah, so yeah. where you did your engineering and your schooling i did it from uh, lucknow this okay. uh, college called SRMC. yeah mm-hmm. so i did it from lucknow and as soon like the courses in my in college are you know how they are right they are very straightforward like you need to learn oops as a concept or data structure or in whenever learning it I, of course i it helped me with my programming skills but i still had it at the back of my mind like how is this going to help me solve somebody's frustrations or somebody's problems so i used to be a part of you know hackathons or different like college magazine or anything like remotely like different streams, because everybody would tell me that IT is a part of every other field. So I would like to go out and see for myself, like how is it, or is, is it the case? And now in this era of COVID, you can see how companies are digitally transforming, right? But ten years back, I, I, my, I had my own limitations to understand the world and. In the college, what would happen is, uh, at engineering, the the structure syllabus is such that you can't really, you know, go out and experiment a lot. You have so many things to do and learn and test and reports to file Mm -hmm. and everything. It's very hard to experiment. So, I would always try to learn where where do we fit in. Are we just going to land up in a job and just work, or what, what are we going to do? So, but then clarity came and I understood things better than yeah. had happened with most people. So, so how after do my first, uh, yeah. yeah, how do you like the system as we uh, have gone through the both the journey? As you mentioned, oops, yeah, C <laughs> and the coding part. Uh, like, yeah. uh, I still remember I was given a code. Uh, you know how a ATM is work, functioning because for a layman what we are doing is we put the ATM and the cache comes out yeah. this is the simple yeah. process for a layman but for the coding part I know how hard it was to build the program for the ATM machine and I was definitely like, okay. definitely <laughs> so now I'm dealing yeah. with the real problems uh, but how the design part came in like and also uh, exactly. I would also like to know the views like uh, we spent our three and a half years studying IT and the computer knowledge, and then at hmm. the six months, we are given time for the preparation of aptitude, uh, which is aptitude itself, which we yeah. have left, uh, you know, four years back, or might be. So, uh, do you think it is the correct thing in India, or uh, the right thing? According to me, it's not correct. Because I have spent my four years, three and a half years in this IT world. So how can you expect something to happen in six months and then I come... I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. See, I what I feel from my end and my journey, if the courses taught at the engineering were a little more hands-on you know, as, as used by an in, in industry, if the teacher who would Teach me ITIL or uh, uh, let's say oops or C or data structures, they would you know give a general idea about how this is going to relate to my day-to-day job or at least a big picture. Like if you do this in a certain way, this is how things move. Right? And Everybody today, like you and me, we are professionals. We have been working in the industry for the past five, six years at least. And we know that uh, like project management goes hand in hand with uh, the actual whatever task we're doing, the software engineering part or the research part, the design part and how it all comes together. And how it matu- how, how the maturity model works in companies like for50 people company or a 500 people company. and how things you know transcend forwards. So it's all obviously uh, but that, that is what I was saying. That is the lack of clarity you have when you are in the college. It's just learning. But there's no context to it, right? Like now in design, we know everything is for a context. But why are you not taught in that way? If the courses are a little more hands-on, every after every semester, even if I go do an internship for, let's say, two weeks, where I actually don't do anything, but at least shadow a person, right, his day-to-day job, I would, I would relate. Like the skills that I am learning, where am I using it? And how is it you being used in a team, or um, in an agile context, or in a uh, you know different? Yeah, how is it done in a production or in a support role? So, yeah, I guess if, if it is structured in that way, I guess it would be great for students. Mm. But coming back to the how I progressed and yeah. how why I switched to design. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my first job was, uh, as I told you, it was software customization and software implementation. But see, once you have made a code for an ATM to work, you, you know inside out that it will work. You right. know its limitations, right? But yeah. now, a bank says, I want disabled people to use the ATM. Mm-hmm. It makes you think really hard. Like, okay, I am. Doing an important task, but now it is even more important because it's all about the accessibility of the entire program, right? And if if there are different banks, and if you start you know customizing your same ATM solution for three different banks, who have three different kind of customer sets. Everybody has the same intention of you know withdrawing the money or depositing the money. But some clients, they are doing this on a daily basis. Some people they do it one monthly once. Somebody it's for their first time they are you know getting into a kiosk and taking out the money, right? And so one, so there are different sets of people you are designing for different banks, and I can see like I have programmed a certain program and it is being there are the same set of frustrations each bank has when i'm actually implementing it right so then you understand okay there should be a bigger picture at looking at software or digital products right even if it is for it is a product or a service but if it is digital there are certain frustrations i look at my parents they see the amount of frustration they have using their mobile phones. Right in this COVID time, they couldn't go outside. They entirely dependent on their mobile phones to be entertained or you know get the groceries delivered or things like that. And the amount of frustration I saw, and I was like, "May I? Maybe I'm not doing a good job <laughs> designing all these. You know, maybe I should take it through and." better interfaces is what is needed so when you start understanding when you understand people's that is i think this is the whole case of empathizing when you actually see somebody's frustrations and then you understand okay maybe this is how it should have been and maybe uh, the uh, home screen should be a little more bolder or easy to find you know that is so after my first job i realized that there, is, there exists a bigger picture, which I am not looking at. So I I found these two guys who were, uh, you know, who had just started a startup and they were from a design background, a new media design and interaction design. And I was surprised, I was like, okay, this is also something, you know, a course people are doing and this is actually focused on interaction and focused on removing the frustration thinking at the big picture looking at the big picture empathizing with the user so I jumped into the startup I'm I was an associate product manager then okay because I I had this experience of you know uh, implementing it for the company the software itself so I I jumped there and I looked at their business value proposition and nothing to do with UX, but every two thing to do with their product. So whatever chance I got, I learned on the job. After my BTEC, I hardly ever did an MBA. I never, I have not done an MBA or haven't done any masters in design. Right. I think not everybody can afford it, but. Uh, Back then, I realized, yeah, if I have to do this, maybe I should just learn it from people who are actually doing it. Just be there. So yeah. After you know, launching a product, after six months or a year, you learn a lot. You learn how to apply yourselves to this field. That is where my journey began. And it is things to get done. That is good to hear. And the examples you are giving, like, uh, the frustrations your parents are having and how you're empathizing the problems and uh, seeing what we software developers are developing or what we are uh, designing for the layman people how they mm-hmm. uh, affect in their daily life because if i am a software developer if i'm a ux researcher if i am a ui designer it will be used by them so we have mm-hmm. to have a lot of thinking and a process behind it. So that ease can be given to them. Yeah. And I think, uh, I don't know, it happened with me. or uh, I have my friends, the first, the very first job that you get after your uh, graduation, whether you're from any field, it is like exposure to you and you get a little clarity exactly. where you want to go. Uh, exactly. Either you are not happy working over there either you are learning something, so you have to uh, figure out what you are doing. And in my case, uh, I was a software developer at the time. Now the Mm. things have changed and I'm into multiple things. Uh, Mm. If I can start listing them, it it will go on and on. But still talking about that time, uh, I was a software developer and we were handling uh, a very large system for the government. Uh, it was okay. developed to be the uh, Haryana government at the time. Okay. So, but I only worked for four months over there. Yeah, I'll, and then I left. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I was learning over there, the coding part and how the design was involving in that. Because if I was mm-hmm. stuck with an error, uh, I still remember that uh, there was a code error and I was very getting very frustrated. And I, I got stuck for four days, and a single code was not working. And I was like, "What am I doing? It's not working. <laughs> am I even capable?" But then, after four days, and the code worked, and I was like, "Oh yeah, this is yes, I'm good at it." <laughs> but I was more interested in the design part. Uh, yeah. And, uh, so as you mentioned that uh, you were uh, thinking about the bigger problems, mm, and from there, yeah. you took your journey to the startup, and uh, mm. from there, uh, you get your clarity in that. So, what uh, after the startup, how you landed up to, you know, as a UX researcher, as you have worked in Lollipop? So, definitely, definitely. Lollipop was a very great opportunity for me, and anybody who has been a part of Lollipop will tell you the same thing. Whatever kind of projects we get, how hard or how you know demanding the timelines are. Everybody is learning every day at Lollipop. It's a yeah. great culture. I, I wish that it was the same culture at a lot of other places as you well. Know? Yeah, Lollipop, I, I follow Lollipop a lot. You can say it's yeah. a kind of inspiration for me because the kind of work they are having the kind of clients, yeah, uh, they are having their offices in Mumbai, Bangalore. I think they have opened their office in uh, Vietnam or Philippines. I don't know. About Vietnam, like yes, it. yes, Vietnam. Actually, uh, Lollipop was uh, acquired last year, yeah, last Better. year by Teralogic. Yeah, yeah, and then they expanded everywhere globally, right? They they opened uh, their headquarters in Dubai. Mm -hmm. And they opened another office in Vietnam. And it's it's very good because Mumbai, Delhi, Mumbai, Bangalore, Hyderabad, and then going overseas and connecting to a lot of other designers, you know, and everybody in the same, under the same umbrella, working towards the same goal. It's very good. Mm -hmm. Very good. The best thing about such a place is that everybody understands the importance of the design, Mm -hmm. right? You You know, I have been a part of a product based company. And when I joined there from day one to the six months, I was there as a part of my contract. It was a hassle every day, every day. I, every week I took at least two workshops. With the people there, just to make them understand why design is important, why I am here and slogging so hard to, you know, remove these frustrations. They're thinking about engineering, they're thinking about development, but they're not thinking about the user. And, and why are you assuming, where are you assuming about your user? You have users, Look, just look at them. You just have to observe them from a distance, that's it. You will learn the amount of frustration. Just look into their eyes. You will see they're about to cry using a software. Right? <laughs> it's just its so simple, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don Norman came on to say, like, uh, you can't empathize. Yet, you can't empathize. You can't be in their shoes. But you can just have a look at them and see what they're going through. Just design for that, at least. right? So the importance of the user in the user experience is very high and when at a place like lollipop when if there are 50 people around you and all of them know that it's going to definitely be a good product very usable product yeah uh, i saw lollipop's website uh, when i was in pune okay and i was looking for the ux UI design jobs because I have worked for four months in the government department uh, through, you on know, contract basis for a private com- from the side of a private company, and then got shifted to Pune. So one day I was looking like the illustrations that uh, they were doing and I thought, who are they? Like what they are doing? <laughs> and I was so amazed to look at their website and uh, I'm like, yes, from then till now, I have been following them and I'm a huge fan of them. And uh, like a uh, few days back, uh, Mr. Reddy has uh, started his own uh, podcast session or the YouTube session. I don't know uh, what they are mm. calling. It's like Star Talkies or uh, I don't remember the direct oh, name. Oh, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, Insta- I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I saw in on, uh, not in the Instagram, but on LinkedIn. Yeah, okay. I follow them on LinkedIn. Um, mm. so yeah, and the kind of illustrations they are giving and the projects yeah, I have taken a lot of things from them also and learned a lot. Yeah, they are great. They are doing great. Actually, uh, Anil reddy is uh, like he is very good at his illustrations and his drawing. He comes from the background where he has you know he has uh, designed entire sets, and he even at his office used to find time to you know just. Sketch if something every day, even at the airport, he would be sketching something. So is very, you know, focused on the art and design and visual how things work out. So, so that's uh, right now. I'm thinking like how we are getting connected. I'm following Lollipop since the day I've seen the website, and I think it's two or three years and uh, right now i'm talking to one of the person who have worked over there yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely. yeah so coming back to you uh, ux designers uh, ux researchers are also known as data scientists as they are dealing with the analysis and everything so mm. how uh, is that if i ask the definition of a ux researcher what they actually do? What do they actually do okay so um when when i started working with the title of ux researcher at lollipop that is when i realized okay i'm not just not designing something or just not interviewing you know it's about collaborating to identify the needs of people you are collaborating with your entire team to understand how People are thinking because you, I have my own mindset, my co worker has his own mindset, right? But the user, he, if I ask him a question from a different perspective, he will say something, right? And so there are very per- many perspectives to ask him a question, the user, right? So now you want somebody to be, you know, you want a collaborative environment so that the insights that you draw yeah do you understand me like Mm -hmm. how you need collaboration to turn research into solution and then you still need to exchange the best practices that you did like on the field there are a lot of things that can go in a different direction on the zoom call it can go in a very different direction right and if you are not able to observe or if you are writing something down and you forgot to observe something or you know there there are a ton of things that could happen during that interview and you have traveled all that way they have taken out time from their schedule to be there with you and you are asking them vague questions because. You can't have direct questions all the time, right? You you have to ask them questions and get understand where they are coming from. That is the entire point of the research. And if you can collaborate, if you can have at least one more peer alongside with you during that research, it is great. It is great. Because yeah. then you know collaboratively, you can actually turn that research into an insight. So, let's uh, give an example for this. What will be the best, best example? Like, uh, for some logo design, is like, okay, it's a, just a logo. But the kind of research mm-hmm. and the kind of uh, process it goes to make a logo, it's much more lengthier. It's not like, uh, please give me a logo in just five minutes. <laughs> this cannot can happen. Yeah. And, uh, so, uh, I did not ever design or came in contact to a logo design at that um, Lollipop but in a previous organization I did it and I can take that example because uh, what happened is we were designing a we were actually redesigning a logo not designing, redesigning so redesigning you know customers they are always you know, attached a lot to their logo at the same time they are not you know okay with anything that will give them collaboration is the key at that point, because if you handhold them through the entire process of redesigning, they feel, okay, they have done done their part, they're given their best inputs forward, and they're liking the direction in which the entire project is going. And then you can obviously present them with a unique solution or a good visual design solution that works for them. So, but if you ask them a set of questions, go back to your lab or your room and workplace, and you design something, and then you come back after a week, they'll be like, "I don't know what you created, why you created. Let's let me just use what I was using before." Okay, it's not a win-win for them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, if I am designing something for you, and I have my team, and I Tell them, okay, you design the slogan, I'll design the logo. We are not collaborating between ourselves. Then again, it's a problem, right? Because the solution itself is not a unified solution. Mm-hmm. Your role uh, is not uh, a logo uh, designing. is just a small example for you. Because a UX research involves in lot, a lot of things. Uh, they say the uh, they see the bigger picture. Of the property. So, but yeah. even if, even if we are talking about logo, it's not a small task. Okay, because the logo is the forefront of your company, right? Mm-hmm. It is your brand identity. At times, people you have spoken to or CEOs or you know high like individual or angel investors, anybody, yeah, they I are have. looking at a logo and they just look at that logo and they remember, okay, yeah, this guy I know for this Kering, place for their work culture I know it right? yeah, makes what a I lot thinking. of difference yeah, this is only what yeah. I was expecting because uh, the reason why I said the logo is just a small thing because uh, mm. there are many people who say that okay just, mm. this is just a logo and uh, I think Definitely. okay <laughs> this is not just a logo it is what your brand is uh, all about it is a logo mark that people will remember Literally. it's a very big thing yeah Definitely, and uh, if you uh, put one plus or Apple's logo, or maybe these are very big brands. Let's talk about you know, small or mid sized companies. Let's say, um, take any example for a let's say a bank's example mm-hmm. or a SBI, let's say SBI's example, their logo is. Something so catchy that you look at it and you know, okay, there might be an ATM nearby. on the road, you need money and you're looking for that symbol, right? The company itself is charging its customers because of the placement of their logo. So it's like a lot of things, a lot of extra payments or additional things are being done just under the banner of that simple logo because that connects all your emotions to the same company, right? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. and also like, uh, uh, logo is one part and uh, talking about the dashboard design, it takes a lot, yeah, it's a huge thing because all the navigation Mm -hmm. part and all the color theory uh, and uh, it should be very easy to access. Um, hmm. Because we have done the project where we were designing something for the SAS product, and uh, I know okay. how hard it was and how much yeah, time yeah. we yeah. are. <laughs> because if one or the two navigation option was missing or uh, you know placed somewhere else, hmm. the whole scenario hmm. will change. So uh, you have done something like this or uh, like. Is there any Definitely. I worked at uh, Dovery Partners. So, do you know about a company called Dunzo in uh, Bangladesh that operates in Bangalore? Yeah, I know. Dunzo, right? So, Dunzo came in uh, in a big way in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. But I was a part of this company called Dovery at least four years back. Okay. So, and we were doing the very similar thing what Dunzo is doing today.
1: <laughs> we uh, just
0: did not have any funding, right? Yeah.
1: Dunzo so, came in
0: came in very nicely and uh, they are doing great. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Danzo is very good. Like it is something if do was still doing what it was back then, it would have reached what Danzo is doing now. Mm-hmm. It was very similar thought process. So it was uh, same, very similar. do is nothing but door-to-door delivery and similar lines. Okay, so we were designing dashboards for uh, B2B companies, right? Like other businesses who are using our service to for their day-to-day operations. So we were also designing dashboards for multiple stakeholders, right? And I'll tell you those dashboards took a lot of time because they expect you know business intelligence tools and insights and kpis and action buttons everything on the dashboard yeah, and I, to tailor fit a solution for every it's, it's a big, challenge. It's a big yeah, challenge and even to think about a uh, button is like huge because even the you know uh, wrong size can take a lot of space for, uh, a user for a user Definitely. it's like okay it's a whole page of 1920 by uh, whatever the height will be 720 or 1080 uh, this is the normal yeah. height of a web page okay mm. but I, we know as we are belonging to the same industry we know how it is how hard it is to put a button over there and button is again a very good example for guys uh, talking about the text fields and uh, how a font should look what will be the typography mm. a lot of things are involved mm. in this And plus, the things that you're talking about, the like uh, analytics part. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) This is something you want. (laughs) Okay. We'll have to figure it out. And what should be the colors of it? Because each and every color will represent something. And uh, maybe they have KPIs. And, you know, if you click down, they are drilling down into even more segmented data, which you want to look at right at your dashboard. Just clicking and, you know, making sense of the entire dashboard. And then there's, you know, a lot of different drilling down happening at different levels mm-hmm. and then changing the data accordingly, changing everything accordingly. It's, it's a challenge because you need to know what is important to your business. What exactly needs to be shown at every given stage? What kind of actions have to happen at certain data sets? Right. So, and people look at this thing and they're like, okay, this, this is user interface. So maybe I need a person who will do the UI, but without the UX, how can you do UI? <laughs> correct. It correct. always, you know, behooves me, people, I, I've been like, I, my job was affected through COVID mm-hmm. and I've been interviewing and people, they just call me and they're like, no, no, we will provide you with all the designs. You just have to make the UI. I'm like, how is that the user interface that is just like a UI, that is not UX and UI, right? Hey, That's all right. So what is UX all about to you? Uh, like you, give, you have given example of uh, that companies are coming in and they saying we have designed something. So what UX has, has to involve as uh, I already told that they are the data scientists in the design part, in the design field. definitely. So the data is given to you and it's your job, how user will behave or how it is. Definitely. Yeah. UX is all about, you know, like creating the best possible, let's say we are engineers, right? Let me yeah. put it that way. <laughs> best possible, most usable use cases. Mm-hmm. Then if you can design them, you can think through a very usable use case and how it all connects and all use cases connected to each other, then you have a good user experience. Let me put it that way. It's like, I know exactly he's going to do this. He's going to do that. And maybe if this is the situation, you want to look at this as well and but this is user type a there are user type b and user type c as well in my business so if you think all of them through you think through your personas and you think through their experiences and if you can map their experiences where they are delighted where they're already frustrated where they are happy where they're sad and if you can connect the dots and you know create use cases in that sense, then it's very good because then you start doing anything. You are not just assuming; you are actually testing it with your users, and they will be like, "Yeah, yeah, I can see the button. yeah, yeah, I can do this. Oh, yeah, here it is. Download very nice. I wanted to download the receipt after the entire transaction. That's very good." because i think ux is that what people don't see on a screen okay the ui binds it all together but just people just expect but they can't see you know okay so let me UX. put it like uh, i have two examples for this as i was talking to the ceo of uh, uh, australian brand agency called musubi yeah he told me that when he was a very small child uh, he was having his pencil box, which was all cluttered. All the pencils, scales, eraser, colors were like everything was inside that. Mm-hmm. And uh, along uh, with that, they were having neighbor who were Japanese. Okay, and they have gifted them him a pencil box in which you can keep your pencil on place, eraser uh, to its place, and. He said that he simple should be very uh, design should be very simple. It not it is Definitely. yeah. It should not be very complex. You know it is exactly not, okay. Yeah, it, it should be intuitive. Hmm. Should Correct. Not assuming it should be intuitive. a Lot of difference between assuming what my customers want and developing an intuition on at what stage what would they need in okay.